Good morning, church. Grace and peace to you from the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to this time of worship together at Faith Community United Methodist Church. It's good to be with you this morning. I would encourage you to find the attendance pads that are in the pews and fill those out. Pass them along to others seated in the pew with you this morning so that we have a record of your presence here in worship with us. And welcome to those worshiping online as well. The uh, announcements are in your bulletin, and uh, as you pass the attendance pads, I'd encourage you to take a look at the announcements as well. There are several things, uh, several mission-related projects coming up in September. We got the uh, men's garage sale in September and the Festival of Sharing in September, collecting the uh, school kits and the hygiene kits and uh, the Shoes for the Shoeless in September as well. So lots of ways that we can be uh, serving God through the church and reaching out in love to our neighbors, to the community, and to the world. So make sure that you take a look and uh, get involved with those things that are coming up. I invite you now to stand as you are able and join together in our call to worship. Good morning. With profound happiness, we welcome one another. How good it is to approach the courts of our God. Happy are those who live in God's house. Singing our praise, God fills us with joy. Here we welcome both friend and stranger. All peoples of the earth are God's children. We greet one another in Jesus' name. Together we extol. Open your hearts to receive new strength. Open your lives to renewed understandings. Surely God with us face our world. We will be ambassadors for God wherever we go. And we'll join together in our first hymn, Forward Through the Ages, number 555. Thank you. 
Please be seated. May we join together in our opening prayer. We come together in this house of prayer, trusting you, O God, to give us everything we need. As you provide for the birds of the air, you supply life's necessities for your children to share. We choose to respond to your promises by identifying ourselves as your servant people who seek to be guided by your word. We gather to remember and reclaim your covenant with us, fleeing from tents of wickedness. We gather to do the tasks you entrust to us here, praying for strength to do our daily work as a ministry in your name. Amen. In just a moment, we are going to commission a couple of new Stephen leaders for our Stephen ministry. And uh, in preparation for that, we are going to sing together the hymn of preparation, which is Sanctuary. You will find it printed on your bulletin insert. It's just a short chorus. And we're going to sing this chorus twice. And as we're singing that, I'm going to invite our Stephen leaders to uh, come forward for the commissioning. Let us sing together. This is a very exciting day for me personally and for our church. Uh, Lynn and Mike have been Stephen ministers since uh, 2014 and now are taking the next step to be Stephen leaders, and we are very excited. You're going to be hearing a lot more about Stephen ministry, but this church has been active with Stephen ministry since 1900s, 1990s, and um, Most of the people who were part of that original group are no longer with us, but we do have two Stephen ministers, Judy Mahan and John Shear, who have been faithful for all of those years. SWB audio capture, not registered. ...and the work of Ann Ledbetter. This has been something that has been ongoing, and I can't tell you, it's beyond unbelievable experience, and we aren't going to go into that now, but um, invite any of you who have an interest in learning more about Stephen Ministry to join us this afternoon um, after the 11 o'clock service for a brief brunch, and we promise we won't take your afternoon, and if you can't make it today, Tuesday night at 7 in the chapel, we'd love to tell you more about this ministry. It's not a casual ministry. It involves prayer, thought, consideration, study, flexibility, and commitment. Lynn and Mike have exemplified this over and over. Mike and Lynn, you have been trained at a Stephen Series Leader Training Course and have been asked to serve as Stephen Leaders at Faith Community United Methodist. You are a gift of God to us to lead us in this ministry of equipping and caring. As Christians who are part of the priesthood of all believers, all of us are called to offer ourselves to our Lord in thanksgiving for what God has done and continues to do for us in Jesus Christ. 
but it is also our privilege to recognize and support those who are trained for specific ministries in this congregation. Today we recognize and affirm Stephen Ministry and the Stephen leaders who will direct this ministry. Lynn and Mike, because of your gifts, your calling, your training, we charge you with these responsibilities. To build awareness of our growing Stephen ministry, to solicit the commitment of this congregation to Stephen ministry at every opportunity, to recruit, select, and train thoroughly as Stephen ministers those members of this congregation whose gift it is to share the one-on-one caring SWB audio captured, not registered. ...as appropriate to enrich the training and ongoing supervision of Stephen ministry in this congregation. To work with Pastor Andy and future pastors of this congregation to identify members who could benefit from this confidential caring ministry. To assign the trained caregiver who most appropriately fits a person's needs to supervise these confidential caring relationships and offer regular opportunities for continuing growth in the skills and practices of caring ministry. Will you assume this ministry in the confidence that it comes from God? I will, and I will ask God to help me. Will you nurture the skills you have learned and use them in service to others to support, encourage, build up and heal people in all their needs. I will, and I ask God to help me. Members of Faith Community United Methodist, will you open your hearts to the ministry of Mike and Lynn and pray for them as servants of Christ? If so, answer yes with the help of God. Yes, with the help of God. Pastor Andy, will you support the ministry of these trained Stephen leaders, affirm the training of Stephen ministers, carefully refer trained caregivers to those in need of this supportive ministry, encourage confidentiality, and thereby help to equip the saints for ministry. Yes, with the help of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have called Lynn and Mike to lead us into new paths of caring ministry. You have gifted and empowered them for this task. Grant them joy in their service and a spirit of bold trust in you, that their ministry may stir us to greater caring and more fruitful service. SWB audio captured, not registered. ...recipients of this ministry, so that your name may be glorified, your people live in peace, and your good and gracious will be done, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If I could get you to come around here and kneel at the kneeling rail as we uh, pray a commissioning over you. And as we do this, anybody here who are Stephen ministers, who have been involved in the Stephen ministry program, I'd invite you to stand as we uh, commission Lynn and Mike. Lynn and Mike, may the Lord of the church fill you with the Holy Spirit, And guide, bless, and keep you so that you may be faithful in the ministry to which you have been called, gifted, trained, and sent. Amen. And we have certificates for them that uh, have been issued by Stephen Ministries St. Louis. And we have their new name badges. (laughs) Badges. They can uh, switch these out from their... And if you would, uh, as they return to their seats, would you uh, celebrate their ministry with us? I invite you now to turn in your hymnals to number 347 for our prayer hymn, Spirit Song.
us pray. O most holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for this church family with which you have blessed us, for the opportunity to share our gifts with others, to serve one another in your name. Thank you, Lord, for that awesome privilege of working for you and for your kingdom. Thank you for giving us all of the gifts and the strengths that we need to do all to which you call us. We thank you especially this morning for Stephen Ministry and for all of those who have served in this way to bring hope and healing to others going through times of struggle. And we thank you for so many others who have served in this place in so many ways, ways that we can't even name them all. And yet, Lord, each one of them means so much because they are acts of service given in love to you and to one another. Lord, we pray that you will continue to bless and strengthen this congregation that we may continue to serve one another in your name, that we may continue to love and build up one another in faith, and we might continue to reach out to the community so that others might know the truth of the gospel, might come to salvation in Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for all those who are going through struggles even now, and we know that you will provide for all that they need. So continue to use us as your people to bring hope and to bring healing. Lord, we cry out to you for a a world that is broken and hurting, for the people of Haiti who are suffering from such devastation in a place that has already been torn apart time and, and time again. Lord, bring restoration and bring hope. For the people of Afghanistan, Lord, we pray for your mercy. We cry out for your protection. Lord, may your will be done in this world, even when we can't see how that could be in certain times and places. Lord, we know that still you are sovereign, that you will bring all things to good for those who love you. And so we await seeing the glory that you are about to reveal. And Lord, we want to be a part of that, a part of your answer to this hurting and broken world. May we be all bound together by your Holy Spirit, making us your holy people. We pray this in Jesus' name as we offer to you now the prayer that he teaches us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I invite the ushers forward now to distribute the offering plates as we continue to worship God with the giving of our tithes and offerings.
please join me in the prayer of dedication. May our giving add strength to the witness of your church as we humbly seek your truth and lovingly share it. Ready us to proclaim the gospel of peace in our homes, in our places of work and leisure, throughout our community and the world. Keep before your people the awesome mystery of faith. May its power overcome the cynicism of our skeptical, self-serving age, uniting us in disciplines that are freeing and discipleship that is amazingly fulfilling. Amen. Please be seated. Our scripture lesson for today is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And it speaks of the whole armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten... SWB audio captured, not registered. ...on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. can help somebody as I pass along, if I can share somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living SWB audio capture not registered. My living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help somebody as I pass my living shall not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a good man ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world 
If I can spread love's message that the Master taught, then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. can help somebody as I pass along, then my living shall not be in vain. SWB Audio Capture, not registered. The opening verse for today's reading should be familiar to anyone who helped out with this year's Vacation Bible School, right? In fact, you should have it memorized. Can you say it with me? Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. That was our our theme verse for VBS this year. The kids read it and said it and sang it many times over throughout the week. They also learned during the week that the way to be strong in the Lord is to put on the whole armor of God, as Paul lays it out in the rest of this passage from Ephesians 6. God gives us the belt of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes of peace, and the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All of these pieces of spiritual armor God gives us so that we can stand firm against the forces of evil in this world, so that we can defend ourselves from, as the Bible puts it, the wiles of the devil. The fact is that we are always under attack from evil as long as we are in this life. Sometimes we don't recognize it for what it is. Sometimes we just chalk it up to bad luck, unfortunate circumstances, difficult situations. Now, just because something doesn't go our way, that doesn't mean that it's the work of the devil. We know that everybody goes through trying times, so we can't necessarily ascribe those trying times to Satan. But I can guarantee you of this. Whenever you go through those trying times, Satan is always close at hand. Evil will use every opportunity to draw you away from God. That's what the Bible means by the wiles of the devil. He is going to come at you with all he's got. And especially when you are at your lowest and most vulnerable. That is why we have to rely on the strength of God's power. That is why we are reminded to be strong in the Lord. That is why God supplies us with the whole armor of God. So that when those times of trial come, we will not be undone. Rather, we will be built up in Christ, able to stand firm in faith and integrity. There's another piece to that full armor of God that's not specifically listed in this chapter of Ephesians, but I think it's implied throughout. In fact, I think it's implied throughout all of the Bible. One of the principal means by which God strengthens us is the cloak of fellowship, the community of believers, the church. We are strengthened for battle against all manner of evil by our fellow Christians. God doesn't call us to go it alone in this life. In fact, God pretty much tells us we can't go it alone in this life. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Consider that passage for a moment. Already in the first century of the church, when this letter to the Hebrews was written, people were beginning to neglect gathering within the Christian community. Actually, they weren't just beginning to neglect it. 
the writer says that they were making a habit of it. Some people had already, in the first century of the church, gotten into the habit of trying to go it alone. Some have gotten into that habit of going it alone over the past year and a half. It's been easy to get in that habit because of the whole COVID situation. For quite a while there, we weren't allowed to gather together, or it was greatly discouraged anyway. And then once we were allowed to gather again, some of the restrictions made it difficult for some and still impossible for others. And then when those restrictions were lifted, there were still uncertainty as to whether it was safe for certain populations of people. All the while, many people got used to worshiping online by themselves, or perhaps not worshiping at all. I'm sorry to say there are some who have gotten into the habit of neglecting the fellowship and may never break out of that habit again. They've gotten used to staying home. They've, they've grown comfortable with going it alone. Now let me say, for those of you who worship online because of safety concerns or out of caution, I understand that and I applaud you for it. If you continue to worship online because you desire to stay connected with God and with the faith community, and you long for that day and you pray for that day when you will feel safe to return in person, I commend you for that. I pray for you as well and desire for us to stay connected as a faith community because that connection is so important. What I do not commend and cannot commend are those who have simply gotten out of the habit of gathering with the church. They've grown accustomed to going it alone in their faith. They've decided that they can get all of the religious teaching that they need over the airwaves or on the internet. They can read what suits their interests. They can listen to what pleases their ears. That is not Christian discipleship. That is not God's intention for how we are to live out our faith. God's intention for how we are to live out our faith is in community, sharing life and growing faith with one another. The writer of Hebrews points out that there is something essential that happens when we gather with other Christians, something that we cannot accomplish on our own. When we gather together in fellowship, with other Christians, we provoke one another to love and good deeds. We encourage one another. We teach and learn from one another. We support one another and we correct one another. We keep each other on the right path. All of this was God's intention in establishing the church. All of this is why God commands us not to neglect being an active participant in the church because the fact is you cannot go it alone as a Christian. As John Wesley was so fond of saying, the Bible knows no such thing as a solitary Christian. Over the past couple of weeks, Laura and I watched the Lord of the Rings movies with her boys who hadn't seen them yet. Lord of the Rings is a tale about Frodo Baggins, a simple hobbit who's charged with the daunting and unimaginable task of journeying across Middle-earth while being pursued by huge armies and terrible evil forces in order to cast a ring of evil power into the fires of Mount Doom. Frodo's the main character and ostensibly the hero of the story. But if you've ever seen the movies or read the books, you know that the real hero of the story, the hero behind the hero, is Samwise Gamgee, Frodo's hobbit friend who accompanies him on the journey. As they prepare to set out, the wizard Gandalf, who is sending them on this journey, tells Sam not to leave Frodo's side. Any number of times along the way, though, Frodo tries to convince Sam to turn back. He says that this is his burden to bear, not Sam's. But Sam refuses every time. He refuses to leave him. Don't you leave his side, Samwise Gamgee. That's what he told me, and I don't mean to. And it's a good thing that he didn't, because as the ring attempts to exert its evil power over Frodo, Sam is the one who calls him back to himself. 
consistently reminding him of the mission he has to complete. How many times throughout the tale, Frodo would have been undone by the power of the ring if it hadn't been for Sam faithfully staying by his side, keeping him from being overcome by the evil attacking him all around. As they climb the side of Mount Doom, Frodo is completely wiped out. He can't go any further. So Sam picks Frodo up in his arms, and he says, I may not be able to carry it for you, but I can carry you. I think that's a beautiful image of what it means to be in Christian fellowship with one another. I may not be able to carry it for you, but I can carry you. There's a passage in Paul's letter to the Galatians that I've always found a bit curious. It's in Galatians chapter 6. In verse 2 of that chapter, Paul says, Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. In verse 5, Paul says, For all must carry their own loads. Right there in the same letter, by the same author, in the same passage, separated by only two verses, Bear one another's burdens, for all must carry their own loads. Well, which one is it, Paul? Do we carry our own loads, or do we bear one another's burdens? Mature Christians know that it is both. Carrying the ring to Mount Doom was a load that was given to Frodo, and only he could carry it out. No one else, not even Sam, could carry that load for him. Yet he never would have been able to carry that load had it not been for Sam right by his side the whole time, bearing the burden with him, carrying him along. Frodo carried the ring. Sam carried Frodo. And that is how it is in Christian community. We all have our loads to carry. We all have tasks that have been assigned to us, callings that have been placed upon us, responsibilities that no one but us can fulfill. All must carry their own loads. But don't think for a second that that means you can go it alone. Because you would not ever be able to carry that load successfully were it not for your Christian brother or sister bearing that burden alongside you, lifting you up when you can't lift yourself, calling you back to yourself when the forces of evil and of this world begin to distract you and lead you astray. The Apostle Paul was not contradicting himself. In fact, he had it exactly right. All must carry their own loads. Therefore, we must bear one another's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? The law of Christ is love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another as I have loved you. And how has Christ loved us? Christ has loved us by showing us what that looks like. And it's it's not a, a sappy, saccharine feeling in your heart. Love is an action. How has Christ loved us? He has loved us by serving us by sacrificing for us, by giving himself over completely for us. That is what love looks like for a Christian. That's what it means to love one another as he has loved us. Can you see that you cannot fulfill that command? You cannot fulfill the law of Christ without being in community. Love is not thinking positive thoughts or warm, feeling warm, fuzzy feelings. Love is doing for one another. Love is being with one another. Love is bearing each other's burdens so that we can all successfully carry the load that we have been given. I may not be able to carry your load for you, but I can help carry I think that would probably be a a pretty good motto for Stephen Ministry. We just commissioned two Stephen leaders this morning. Stephen Ministry, as you heard, is, is a ministry that we've had in this church for almost three decades now. It's a ministry where compassionate people are are called and trained and 
provide one-on-one confidential Christian care to people going through trying times. Whether it be someone going through grief after losing a spouse or a parent or a child, or someone who's dealing with a prolonged illness, or who is caring for a loved one suffering from a prolonged illness, or, or whether it's someone who recently lost a job or is transitioning to a new stage of life, or someone going through a divorce or, or trying to navigate a challenging family situation, or, or whether it's someone who is struggling to make a, a big life-changing decision. There are all kinds of loads that people are carrying. We can't take those loads away from them. Stephen Ministers don't try to carry those loads for the people for whom they are carrying. They don't try to fix their problems for them or, or tell them what to do. Rather, they walk alongside them and listen and care and love and pray and lift up. They provide encouragement and spiritual support. They help to carry their care receiver spiritually so that their care receiver can more faithfully and easily carry the load with which they have been charged. The relationship between care receiver and caregiver is confidential. Stephen ministers don't tell others who they're providing care for or what for. But they do meet as a group to share generally with one another in a way that provides support and encouragement to each of them because the fact is, none of us can go it alone. And God doesn't expect us to go it alone. So don't try to go it alone. It can be so hard sometimes to admit when we need help. Especially in this ruggedly individualistic do-it-yourself culture that we live in. There's Nothing we value higher or pride ourselves in more fully than being self-sufficient. But that's not God's way. That is not the calling of a Christian. The calling of a Christian is to be a community of mutual love and support, to bear one another's burdens, to carry one another in prayer, to share with one another in love, to encourage and build up the body of Christ, to be strengthened against the wiles of the devil. Going back to our reading from Ephesians 6, that's what the church is for, to strengthen one another against the wiles of the devil, to guard one another against the spiritual forces of evil, to help one another to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. That's why I see the cloak of fellowship as being that piece of armor that undergirds all the others. We've been given the belt of truth, but how else can we keep that belt on than to be around other Christians who remind us of the truth and pull us back to the truth when we are being led astray? We need one another to properly discern and stay in the truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness, but who will fix that breastplate upon us if not other Christians who can see when injustice and prejudice and all other manner of sin begin to creep in. Our companions on the journey call us back to ourselves, strapping that breastplate of righteousness back in place. We need one another to stay in the paths of righteousness. We've been given the shoes that make us ready to proclaim the gospel of peace, but who will go with us to proclaim that gospel if not other Christians that keep us in the path of peace? rather than giving in to a worldly message that makes us grow weary. We need other peace-loving Christians around us to remind us of our high calling in Christ, who is the Prince of Peace. We have the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. But who will bear that shield for us when our arms grow tired and our resolve begins to falter. We need to be around other people of faith who can guard us and and whose faith lifts our own when ours begins to fall. We have the helmet of salvation. But who will affix that helmet upon our head if not my Christian brother or sister who reminds me that I am not my own, that I was bought at a price, that I belong to Christ, that He is my head that my salvation comes from Him alone. I need 
the community of the redeemed to keep me mindful that salvation in Christ is my only hope. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. How can I possibly wield that sword faithfully if not for my fellow Christians helping me to discern and understand God's Word, helping me to apply the Bible to my life, helping me to hear what God is speaking into my life, into every situation I face. We absolutely must be an ongoing study of the Bible with other Christians if we hope to appropriately wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's why I say that it is the cloak of Christian fellowship that undergirds all the other pieces of armor. Indeed, it is the cloak of Christian fellowship that allows us to don the full armor of God so that we may stand firm in our faith, so that we may stand firm against all the wiles of the devil, so that we may resist evil in every form and faithfully carry through our high calling in Christ. Don't try to go it alone. Give give thanks to God for the gift of the church and for our fellowship in Christ that carries us I invite you to stand now as you are able for our closing hymn, which is number 557 in the hymnals. Blessed be the tie that binds. go from this place, know that you do not go your own way, that God goes with you and the church is with you. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.